you're so, you know, attached to other people giving it to you, you're like at the mercy of everybody else. You can never relax if it's up to everyone else to make you feel loved and accepted and worthy. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, I am thrilled, so thrilled to be sitting down with Elizabeth Viegas, who is a body image coach. And I'll just go ahead and be super candid with you guys. A few months ago, I started realizing, I was like, I really want to talk about the topic of body image, body love, body acceptance for perfectionists. And while I have been on my own body acceptance journey, a lot of you know my journey of having disordered eating, being anorexic for many, many years, and coming to realize what health meant for me and really leaning into it and finding so much joy and love and excitement in it. And it was not, I'm just going to like underline, italicize, bold, not an overnight story. It was many, many years in the making. So if you're in the middle of it, please, please know that it's normally not a flip of the switch. It's normally a, a much longer journey and keep going. You've got this. But I knew that I wanted to have this kind of, this this topic brought up on the podcast. And I knew I wanted to bring on an expert for it. And I started searching on the sweet Instagram and Elizabeth's name popped up. And I started looking through her stuff and I was just touched immediately. And by her journey, by her vulnerability, by her words of just freaking wisdom And I knew that I was like, I need her on the show. So I reached out to her and was just basically like, hi, I need you to come on the show, please. Thank you very much. And she's so gracious and she accepted and we were able to make this happen. So I'm so thrilled you guys get to hear this conversation. She drops so much good information during this episode. Please note that during this episode, we do talk about topics such as body dysmorphia, body image, and um, disordered eating, eating disorders, all of that jazz. So please know that if that is a triggering topic to you, listener discretion is advised. I'm just going to shut up and without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to this interview with Elizabeth Viegas. Liz, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. How are you doing today? 
I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to pretend like I didn't just ask that about 30 seconds ago <laughs> off air. I know we've already been talking for a few minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just like for, for listeners uh, who weren't there, cause no one was, it was just you and me. Um, just a few minutes ago, there was apparently like construction and we, was it weed whacking or weed whacking, weed yeah. whacking <laughs> happening outside of her, uh, outside of her house. And it's just like it, the sounds of summer, you know what I mean? Like, thanks universe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, before I get off on too much of a tangent, Liz, I would love for people listening to hear a little bit about who you are and about what you do. Yeah, I'm Elizabeth. Um, I am a body image coach and that means that I help diet culture dropouts um, love their bodies and their lives. So if you don't know what a diet culture dropout is, then you might not be one, but basically people who have decided to opt out of dieting and the pursuit of thinness and like the moralization of food and movement Mm -hmm. and just want to be free from all that mind chatter. Will you expand and tell me like, what is the journey of someone who has ended up now as like a diet culture dropout? What do they, what's the process or pattern that they go through to get there? Um, I mean, I can tell you my story so that it can, kind of you know be obvious to somebody but basically you get to a point where you have probably already lost weight you know the weight that you keep saying you want to lose to be happy and then you get there and you realize you're miserable (laughs) and you're thinking about food all the time and you're afraid to you know miss a workout um and then you might regain that weight back and for me You know, I've been dieting since I was 13. (laughs) Um, And I think my story actually begins when I was born. Because when I was born, I was born with cleft palate. Um, And, you know, they identify that as a birth defect. So Mm -hmm. you're already thinking like, wow, I'm defective. (laughs) What is cleft palate for those who don't know? Like, Um, Yeah, so... I don't know if you've seen those images, those commercials of like the babies with the split lip. Um, Sometimes the roof of their mouth is open and you have to have surgery to close that, to reconstruct it. Like I've had reconstructing of my nose. Um, You know, we rescheduled this because I had a sinus infection. I'm more prone to sinus infections. Um, So I already as a little girl was like I'm different mm-hmm. <laughs> um and because of the world so obsessed with beauty norms you know for like for me one of the things was like well if I can just be thin like then maybe I can believe I'm beautiful and yeah. if I can believe I'm beautiful then I can believe that I'm lovable right so that just like you know, um, created this path of like yo-yo dieting, trying to like strive for like this lovability through, you know, a body type. Yeah. And like four years ago, I got to that point where I lost, I finally lost all the weight after losing, regaining, losing, regaining, like a hundred pounds almost. And 
I even got certified in nutrition and personal training because it's like, I'm not saying this is every personal trainer, but sometimes, you know, I've heard dietitians say this, it's usually they went into it because it was part of their like wanting to fix themselves. Mm, Interesting. And I definitely felt like personal training and nutrition was to like get the, you know, the right formula so that I can never regain the weight. Mm. (laughs) Um, But secretly fucking miserable. And I lost my period. I was cold all the time. I felt so fragile. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night and like, I don't know, I felt like I could break. Mm -hmm. I just felt weak. Um, And like I, in that moment, I realized I had to gain weight. I had to eat more and shift everything. And in that process, I did regain the weight back. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people always regain the weight back. And I was in this like place of like knowing, you know, after regaining the weight, like it's like disappointing, you know, you've been told your whole life, like, oh, be thin and like, you'll feel confident and things will be great. And like, I achieved that and no, (laughs) it was worse than I could have imagined. So I had to like sit with that knowing and but still like the desire is still there because Mm -hmm. you're in this world where you're told it's normal to have the desire to lose weight. Yeah. Um, And like in that knowing that I was just tired of that pursuit, it's like, then what? Like, what do I do instead? Yeah. And I didn't even know there was another option. And the other option was, oh, I can just, learn to accept myself as I am like why doesn't no one tell you that's an option (laughs) like I can just accept myself accept my body as it is so I went on that path instead (laughs) Um, just like mic drop for a second like that was I I never thought about it that way, that it's like, that is the, like, they always say like the opposite of depression is purpose, not happiness. And it's like the opposite of like this, like needing to change your body to look a certain way, to feel a certain way, blah, blah, blah. It's just accepting and loving. And I, you're blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind, Elizabeth. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. It's so good. Yeah. And you know, you have to grieve that old identity like what does that look like for you if you don't mind me asking yeah well a lot of crying (laughs) (laughs) um but like really for me I like to do a lot of like visualizing my past self my like little young me like 10 years old five years old and like acknowledging like I understand why you went on that pursuit and I love you. And like, I know we didn't, it wasn't what we thought. And just like continuously, like reaching back into who I was and just throwing love and compassion towards her. 
he caught me like tearing up. I was oh. gonna yeah. grab a tissue. I almost cried. <laughs> oh my god. I just I I want to pause because I'm sure as listeners are hearing this, it's like you you can't help but start thinking about like, oh, if I had that conversation with myself, like what yeah. would that look like? And I don't know a single person who can do that exercise and not just like immediately if it if it's like the first time they've done it or maybe one of the first times I don't want to say fall apart because it's it's not falling apart it's such a beautiful thing that you were building up but just opening up this whole new channel of emotion for yourself that is just stunning okay keep going (laughs) I got my shoes now (laughs) yeah and and like after, you know, my own journey, like I even, cause I used to have a weight loss account on Instagram and like, I went completely silent for like a whole year. Um, cause you know, you go through the phase of like, well, maybe I can learn to love myself. And then like, I can go after like weight loss <laughs> and like, I was journaling and I was like, okay what exactly do I want from weight loss? And the whole list was like things that I can just give to myself. And like, it's all mindset, right? Like I want to feel confident thinking it's from the body, which did not happen when I was thin. I want to feel sexy, right? It's like all these like beliefs I want to have about myself that are already available. It's like, holy shit, nothing that I want from weight loss is like, like, or everything I want from weight loss is already available. Yeah. And we can get into the whole like, oh, well, you need to be healthy. But I think of that as like behaviors, not. Ooh, I would love to get into that because that, that seems to be a really big topic. Like some people are like, well, if I'm not uh, constantly watching what I'm eating. If I'm not constantly working out, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, then I'm not healthy. And it's like this very black and white thinking. Right. Right. Um, so where is that? I don't know if middle ground is the right word, but where's the, the, I don't want to say actually healthy. Cause it's such not a, it's not a binary word. Right. You might know the word better than I'm looking for, but yeah. what would that look like? Yeah. And I don't, often use the word healthy anymore um and like healthy can mean whatever you want it to mean I like to use words like nourishing or supportive like what is supportive to me or what is supportive to my body um but if we do want to talk in like what people consider healthy like the behaviors of like Mm. moving your body or like eating more vegetables like if you're doing all that from like this self-shame self-hatred for your body you're probably not even doing that consistently it's like being fueled from pressure and guilt which when you think of health you just think of these like outward things but you don't see like there's emotional health and like mental health that all just like it's all wrapped in there together um so when I think of like behaviors, what is fueling all of this? Mm-hmm. Is it love for yourself, love for your body or shame because you want to like see the scale change or, mm-hmm. you know, your genes to get smaller size of genes. Like that's not actually taking care of yourself. I think that's just 
you're striving for like you're like hustling for your worth in these like actions totally what are some of the most common wants I want to kind of circle back because you were saying like that you realized it wasn't the look of the body you were wanting it was an emotional outcome you were desiring if I'm if I'm putting words in your mouth let me know but um what, what are some of the most common that you see with people in your community, that emotional want that they are craving? Um, I think it's really like acceptance. Mm -hmm. Like we think we want acceptance from other people and the way we've been told to achieve that is like, you know, be productive so people can like clap for you or (laughs) like, (laughs) you know talking about your diet so people can like believe you're like wow you're doing so great in your life it's like this whole like idea of like I want people to think I'm doing good in my life um so like if I just do these things like have this crazy routine or this like diet maybe they'll see like I am doing good and I can believe I am doing good like it's not even about the other people it's like what you want to believe about yourself um and the work there is like give it to yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if you're so you know attached to other people giving it to you you're like at the mercy of everybody else you can never relax if it's up to everyone else to make you feel loved and accepted and worthy. Perfectionist, do you hear this right now? This is important <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, because so often I, I, I have a framework that talks about the three different types of perfectionism. And one of them is people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And we see this type more often than not in women or women identifying people because they're searching for this, this need to feel validated, right? Right. This need to like, okay, well, like when I do everything for everyone else, then I can do stuff for myself. Or when I do everything for everyone else, they'll see that I'm a hard worker and that I really care. And it's like, it's, I want to point that out because it does not just stop at your to-do list. It does not just stop at your schedule. It goes so deep into literally how we fuel our beautiful bodies. And that just, uh, God, I, I have so many questions, but I also have a few questions from, from the Google doc that we've, we've been going off of and that I think are really important. And that is like, what were some of your biggest obstacles on this, on this journey to self-love for you? I would say it's like your own brain. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you know you're someone who has decided to be a diet culture dropout like you're still left with all of this social programming like the diet mentality is still there totally so you feel good in your decision of like okay I'm going to choose to love my body but your brain is still trying to tell you no like actually we should like lose weight (laughs) and like every fucking day it's like um your jeans don't fit right let's lose weight uh that person looked at you weird let's lose weight (laughs) and it's like unlearning to like attach yourself to your beliefs like Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) just because you're thinking this doesn't mean it's true fact (laughs) um 
and yeah and like we live in a society that this is the norm so your brain is like also at the same time trying to like be in community um and sometimes you are you might be the only person in your entire family that has decided to go on this route and it's just like learning to have your own back and find other people who might also be on a similar path could help from someone like it's really your own brain that's and it's not to like blame your brain you know our brains are just designed to be efficient and they're designed to like you know not think as much and it just wants to like it's like your habitual way of being and it's like your identity you're wrestling with a new identity um yeah it's like that like cognitive dissonance of like I used to be a dieter and I no longer want to be one and you're like in the middle like and your brain is like hey come here come back here this is who we're used to being and you have to continuously choose who you want to be instead and I think that's like that wrestling in the middle is like the obstacle but the work (laughs) totally (laughs) I have this I have this metaphor I use with my clients and that is a lot of the times when we're in a, a a pattern that is really not serving us we're it's like we're having a shovel in our hand and we're digging a hole and when we finally like dawning realization we realize we're in this hole and we've been digging it ourselves it's like we're six feet under we finally put down the shovel and we look up into the sky and we say okay well i want to be up there and so you jump (laughs) and you fall flat on your face because you can't jump from six feet underground into the sky right yeah but we can build stairs right we still have that shovel and so being able to use a resource in a different way aka your brain and build the stairs out of the hole to get to solid ground and then jump into the sky is so important but a lot of us and i notice this especially in perfectionism and just society in general, we expect that immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. We expect it to be an immediate transformation and we don't see it immediately. We think we're failing. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's maybe in that pattern? Yeah. And like, I do want to point out that taking this new path is also, (laughs) your brain doesn't like it because, you know, being in diet culture, you have all of these like outside, um, like you're measuring yourself by like, oh, number of pant size and like number on the scale. And like, you like have like outward, um, what is a damn word? Uh, uh, like they're tangibles, like something yes. you can actually <laughs> see. And this new path, it's like all inner transformation, which seems like uh, you don't know whether you are or aren't changing. So you have to measure things differently. Um, so that like, as a perfectionist, as like as someone who's like wants to see results, <laughs> that's way harder. You have to like learn to love the inner transformation so much more than like what you see on the outside. I want everyone to go back 30 seconds and listen to that shit again, because what you just said is so important because we don't see that 
numerical tangible transformation within us. Like I'm Liz, you're blowing my damn mind. I've never heard it phrased that way. That was so, Ooh, that was so good. I, I wanted to ask, what are some of the common patterns that you see women or men or, uh, uh, anyone honestly yeah. in that are maybe unconscious, like they're not consciously aware of it yet, but there are these patterns that are feeding into this, like we hate our body society. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would say like as women, like we're taught, like, it's so weird. I don't even know how we're taught this, but somehow we have this like way of being where we're in like competition with another woman like you don't even know the person and you're immediately like scanning for like what could be wrong with them so you can feel better about yourself um true I hate that yes 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 and I think it's like I see that as a big habit or pattern and Mm you know, when you're criticizing other women, you're probably double criticizing yourself. (laughs) So like, it's so hard to unlearn, but I notice that like, when I'm spending time, like, thinking these harsh things about somebody else, it's just like feeding into like, you're perpetuating all of these, you know, crappy beliefs of like, you should hate your body because here you are, you know, criticizing this other woman for what she's wearing, the size of her body. Like I shared on Instagram actually the other day, you know how Facebook gives you memories? Yeah. I like cringe sometimes. <sighs> oh, old me. Um, I was just like, putting on there that I was on the bus and like I saw a woman with shorts and she had hair on her legs and I was literally criticizing the hair on her legs and obviously back then I was also criticizing myself holding myself up to impossible standards and like how are we like perpetuating like this narrative of you should hate your body you know Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so true. And I also can imagine it would just feed this obsession of like, well, if I'm talking about other people, then that means that they're talking about me too. Yeah. So it's like, I need to show up as this perfect, skinny, um, beautiful, whatever person because, Mm -hmm. or else other people will say that about me. Right. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. Are you a perfectionist who has a goal or goals that you're wanting to achieve, but you feel like you have no idea how to get consistently motivated and you keep on saying, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. Or you feel like you're just flailing about trying to do everything and it feels like nothing's working and you're not making progress. Or even do you just feel so overwhelmed on where to start and that's resulted in you feeling stuck and disappointed in yourself for not moving forward? You are not alone. That is why I've created Goal Smasher, my step-by-step goal-setting technique to help you set clear goals, create an overwhelm-free plan on how to get there, plus learning the secret sauce that will take you from totally shitting on yourself to saying, wow, I'm a badass. 
By the way, this technique is completely free from burnout. The best part is that this is something you can learn in less than a day and put to use immediately. Plus, this is my favorite, you will get lifetime access to use this course over and over and over again with each new goal you have. Goal Smasher is going live super soon and to be the first to know about when it's available, plus getting exclusive bonuses that no one else will receive, visit lifecoachbaker.com or click the link in the description. Now, back to the episode. Obviously, this podcast, we talk a lot about like perfectionism and perfectionistic tendencies, but like from what I notice, and I don't speak into this, this field very much, but from what I've noticed, a lot of perfectionists tend to lean into this category of body dysmorphia, of anorexia, of binge eating. And I'm curious if you have any, any thoughts on why you think this type of person, and obviously there's, that's a huge umbrella of a lot of different people, but this type of brain, this type of mindset really leans into this. Yeah. Well, (laughs) like you're told that striving for this is like award worthy. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of like body image, um, we get aligned to like all or nothing thinking of like, either I'm working out and I'm like, amazing or I'm not moving my body and I'm a lazy asshole (laughs) um and like either I'm eating perfectly and I have like all the vegetables and all like organic food and I'm like better than everyone else (laughs) or if I eat a single piece of like pizza or junk junk right quotes um then I'm lazy and I'm like not taking care of myself and that means that like I'm unworthy like it's just like one or the other like yeah and in terms of like movement like it's so hard people praise like hearing that you work out five six seven days a week like holy crap wow that's amazing I wish I could do that like Mm -hmm. so you're like constantly like trying to like create these like crazy routines so that you can feel good about yourself and if you miss one day it's like you're a terrible person yeah like why even try now (laughs) well I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm so I'm sure you see this a lot where someone's like uh they they've had like a green smoothie and a salad for lunch and then they have a donut and then they're like fuck it all like the day is worthless I am worthless like I'm just gonna start tomorrow because today is just a total wash and then just go wholly in the other direction and I've heard this recently and I I am curious as to what what would you say to that person what would you say for them to get maybe even just one step out of that pattern yeah and like when I hear that I just think of how we are allowing our entire emotional experience to be dependent on like what action we do or do not take. Uh, And a lot of that is like the moralization of certain types of food. So I would think like trying to detach from like what is labeled good, what is labeled bad. That's why the whole like healthy conversation, it's like, well, you know, Um, I would think that eating pizza is healthier than 
not eating at all ever mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah what really you know um like really questioning yourself in those moments of like I want to have a pizza and you're thinking god I'm just doing so bad right now I'm not taking care of myself but really if you put it in that perspective of like I am feeding myself and therefore I am taking care of myself this is loving because I could have chosen to just ignore my body you know it's like that slight shift in perspective like detaching yourself from what you think is good and bad and not allowing like your emotional experience to depend on if you ate a pizza or kale smoothie like that's a sad it's I mean I lived that forever right and it's not a fun way to live oh god no I can't no 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 it reminds me in college I can't remember if I've shared this on the podcast before but um I went to a musical theater school And it also happened to be a school that had like one of the best dance programs in the nation. And it was in the middle of Oklahoma and they had weigh-ins every quarter. Only everyone could just have seen Elizabeth's face right now. It was like such disappointment. Um, And to be fair, it's like, it's, 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 it was horrible. And Um, It wasn't just the dance majors who had to do it. I was musical theater and I was actually even acting my very first year and all three um, degrees constantly had to do it. And I will never forgive for this, this, this thing. They would always weigh us the Thursday after Thanksgiving. And I thought that was the most twisted shit I've ever heard. I have not been back to the school in a while. I do not know if they still do this, but, um, when I was there, they did. And I, I, I I don't mean this dramatically. And I don't mean this to like stereotype every single person out of that program had an eating disorder of some kind or was disordered when they came to eating. Like I would hear stories about dancers, not drinking water, not eating for 24 hours, like drinking water. Like, yeah. And I just, and I I remember those days and I I will never forget. It was my junior year and it was like second semester. I was really starting to like come into my own and, and find my own voice. And I was walking into, to get weighed. And I looked at the person who was doing it. And I was like, I would like to not see the number, please. Can you not tell it to me? And she was like, okay, like, sure. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. Like very like sweeping dramatization, but it felt so empowering because I was like, that number doesn't mean shit to me. I am 21. However old I was at that time, my body was changing dramatically. And I was letting that number on the scale define not only my worth as a person, but my worth as a performer, my success at the school, Um, which in my mind meant my success in life. Like it was just, it was so uh, fucked. Like, (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, but several people started doing that. And I actually heard about someone else doing it before I even did. And it was like, kind of, it started teeter tottering down. And I just like, so much of me wants to go back and just be like, did you know you can do this? Did you know you can do this? (laughs) Like, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, you can refuse to be weighed as a doctor's, by the way. I did not know that. 
Yeah, especially if you, I mean, or you can just not look the number, but especially for like fat people, um, they getting weighed, you don't like, it's hard because, you know, there's a lot of bias, weight bias also like within the medical field. So refusing, you know, it's like, please see me, the human being that's asking for help, not the size on the scale. Um, And a lot of people are like starting to do that. Like, I don't want to be weighed. And I'm noticing too, like I've seen like stories of elementary schools, like sending packets home, like, hi, like we're going to be doing, you know, these weigh-ins. Can you please like sign this? In elementary school? Yeah. And now I'm thinking like, did that happen? Did I do that? And like, I didn't think about it. I, like, I'm thinking it too. Yeah. I, I'm flabbergasted that that's, I mean, like. Yeah. Oh and God. you got to think of like the way it's so normalized, like, oh, like within companies and like, you know, I used to work for Disneyland <laughs> um, and they have their like, get healthy, like programs and like you know, or challenge, like how much weight can you lose so you can get money or like how much activity can you do? And like, maybe you could win something, you know, it's like so normalized that like, no wonder it's so hard to relax and rest and like decide to not move your body, you know, because it's like, oh, there's like all these incentives and like uh, awards for doing these like in a way disordered habit or disordered way of being I guess totally um yeah I I see that so often in clients not only it's not only an exercise it's anything it's this idea that if I take time off or if I rest then I'm behind or I'm not working hard enough or I'm lazy or I clearly don't want it bad enough. And it just like, it, it freaking breaks my heart because I know that that is not a pattern I was immune to. It is something I'm still right. like fixing and fixing. It's not really a, um, a wonderful word to use there, but it's still something I'm, I'm reframing. I'll use that instead. Um, because we are not these robots that can just go on forever and ever and ever. And just like, yeah. we need to recharge. Like we need to literally like get filled up. And it, it just, it never ceases to amaze me how that is so universal in so many different areas. Yeah. And like, one of the things with that too, is like, are you actually enjoying what you're doing? Like. Flips like, table, drop, drop <laughs> mic. Like. Yeah. And I really, I took a long time, you know, after I quit diet culture, basically, um, I decided like, I'm just not going to move my body. And that scares people. It scared me. But within that rest, like you learn how to approach these things differently. You learn whether it's what you want to do or not, if it's interesting or not. And like, why are you even doing those things in the first place? is because it's considered cool or like the normal way of moving your body um you want to be seen a certain way like and for me like (laughs) you can see my hula hoops (laughs) um I started hula hooping and like 
I no longer like stick to a routine. <laughs> and that's something that I have to wrestle with too. Like, wait, like you just want a routine because the world is obsessed with routines. Like, um, <laughs> and like, it's because it, me, considered... why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but really like, it's good to have routines as like supportive and like, if you really like it, but if it's just because it's a hustle for your worst type of activity, yeah, like maybe like, throw that out the window <laughs> definitely um, throw that out the window yeah so sure. it's just like rest is so essential and I like to tell people that if you're so resistant to rest you're probably the one who needs it the most <laughs> that's so true though there's a there's a great so I I I love running. That was like one of my things that I was just like working out makes me feel like, okay, like, I guess I do this. I guess I do this. And then I found running and I was like, wait, I love this actually makes me really, really happy. And one of my favorite running coaches, um, (laughs) says that all training plans or routines will put is uh, paraphrasing here are made in this optimistic little room with no windows, with a sunshiny little human and a clown in the corner. Like it is like all butterflies and rainbows and it does not ever account for sick days or days where you're tired or injured or need some extra Z's or are just not mentally there. And it does not ever account for those and good uh, I'm going to say coaching. Cause that's what he said, but I mean, that's not from an external coach that could be from internally, um, is always adjusting with the plan. Yeah. Always. always yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> that's making me think of like, yeah, like when we create all these routines, you're like creating it thinking like <laughs> every time you're going to feel hyped and like so energized and happy and like, nothing's going to be happening in your life. <laughs> like that's nope things happen and always you have to like just learn to listen to your body and know when like actually maybe rest is the most productive thing to do um totally 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 um I, I have one more question before we get into segments and that is do you have any resources or anything that it that can be either yours or yeah. something you've you've used that can really help people kind of take those first few steps. Yeah. um, Some books that I love on like, you know, post diet culture, it's like, there's a book called the fuck it diet. (laughs) (laughs) Great title. (laughs) Not a diet, by the way. Yeah. It's the fuck it diet by Caroline Juner. Um, (laughs) So funny. They both have the word diet in it. The other book (laughs) It's called Anti-Diet. That one's by Christy Harrison. A lot of it is, um, it goes into the science also of like weight stigma and like whether or not actually, you know, bigger bodies are actually unhealthy or not. Like all of the science is in there and like um, it talks about intuitive eating. um, And there's another book, Healthy at Every Size. It's kind of like, you know, focusing on the behaviors uh, aside from like the weight part of it, like separating the two. Um, I do have a body acceptance, like mindset, um, like reframe 
on my Instagram. Um, I mean, I can give you the link too. Definitely, um, yes. So yeah, it's like my body acceptance mini guide. <laughs> and it goes into like how to shift your beliefs about your body. Um, because a lot of this is like, we want to go at it at like in the actions, like what do I have to do? Like, how do I like change what I'm eating? We always think of like actions, but really this whole journey is your brain, your mindset, your beliefs. How are you going to relate differently to your body? So that's a lot of what I do um, and what that free guide is about. And, and where can they find you just so they know? Um, I'm on Instagram. It's called Body Love Warrior. So, such a yeah. good handle by the way also like kudos that was really that was a really <laughs> good handle choice I know. <laughs> um before we wrap up I want to ask our two segments which is first and foremost how did you get in your own way this week what was a way that you maybe kind of that self-sabotage seems a little dramatic but it could yeah. be that as well so yeah um <laughs> I guess it's more like the business side of me right um as a professional, um, <laughs> when like you're writing content, like, okay, so I get these random moments where I get like all these like ideas mm-hmm. and like, I'll start typing. It's either fully fleshed out or sometimes it's not all the way. It's like, just like maybe four sentences, five sentences. And then later I'll come back to it. I get into moments where I'm like, <sighs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. Like, I don't even like these ideas anymore. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to like come up with something completely brand new, even though I literally wrote four different posts the other day that I could use. Yeah. Um, and like in those moments, I know it's my brain trying to be perfect, trying to get it right, trying to like impress and like, um, it's like so attached to like what is the best thing to write today not like the most helpful the most loving like it's like I need to choose the right thing and I can't choose these half done posts because like they need to be longer um so I noticed that like mind drama there and I like remembered my coach one time said like why don't you just post the half done ones (laughs) Oh, I love that. And it's like a perfectionist nightmare, right? You're like, oh, can I actually do that? Are you sure? Like, oh, it's probably why I'm like, do it. That sounds great. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Pretty but sure. I did do that. I did yes. do that actually. And it's just like, this is a good thing. Like, it's not even, there's still something there someone can take away and it can help them. And that is the most important part of this. Oh, is it that. helpful? <laughs> remember that brain. <laughs> yeah. When I'm working with uh, clients on, on goals, cause that's, that's a large part of what I, what I work with my one-on-one clients on. And it's this idea of like, but what's the best goal for me to go after right now? Yeah. Like I have 25, like what's the best one. And it's like, you don't, there's no best one. There's never a best one. Yeah. There is a step one. And that is like so hard for us to wrap our mind around. But once you start it, it's like a little, like snowball tumbling down yeah oh my goodness and so my second question for you is what is a small goal big goal medium teeny tiny whatever 
what is a goal that we can celebrate with you this week? Um, okay. So like one of my goals <laughs> is to be more intentional of like seeing the amazingness that I already have in my life. You know, my brain likes to be overly critical. What is, you know, what don't I have yet? What, you know, it's not enough. Like, like I haven't reached this like thing that I want where everything's going to be better. Um, so <laughs> I decided in like my more uplifting energy levels <laughs> to go into my phone and record on my voice memo app yeah. voice note app and I just recorded something that I would like to remind myself throughout the day or every day and it's like there's so much to love and it just forces me to like think of oh yeah there is and I see each area of my life and I can point out what there is to love and it just like brings my brain back and those are one of those like internal shift goals yeah. right oh yeah um because it's like, oh, like, what goals do you have? Well, let me think, like, am I trying to make money? Am I trying to lose weight? Like, yeah. and you don't <laughs> think of like, external goal yeah. Stop right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, what, you know, your goal can be like a shift in energy, a shift in belief, like a shift in like seeing something differently. And this is kind of like one of my goals. And yeah. It's been so helpful, by the way. That's, I love the idea of doing the voice note because so often if someone, like, depends on who they are, um, but someone, if they, like, read something or they, like, try to, like, write down things they're grateful for, they can get really easily distracted if they're bringing yeah. a lot of, like, quack, 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 going off. But when we hear our own voice, right. something in our brain just goes, I'm listening, like, mm-hmm. and it just pays attention on such a deeper level. So I think that's freaking brilliant. Yeah. And the one more thing to say about that is like, when you're in those, like, in that moment where you cannot access that, like, higher thinking, loving version of you, yeah, like, you already recorded her. <laughs> and you don't have to, like, you know, try so hard yeah. to bring that voice out. She's already right here in, like, one push. Um, and it's almost like it melts away all that noise. Yeah, That's so true. Elizabeth, thank you so much. This was lovely times a million and just so insightful. And I, I can't even begin to imagine how beneficial this conversation is going to be for so many people. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and for creating such a safe and like safe place that I can just be myself. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Just gonna lock that in my heart and keep it forever. <laughs> um, I know you already plugged your Instagram account, but is there anywhere else that people can find you? Um, nope, just Instagram right now. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just speechless. I'm, I'm so filled with gratitude for her vulnerability, for her um, wisdom, for her just acceptance that no matter what, we all have our own journey. So before I get too much on my soapbox of just absolute gushing over this incredible human being that I just talked to, let's do some major takeaways. One, watch out for the if this, then that rules, aka the if I'm thin, then I'll be happy. Two, 
We can learn to just accept ourselves and love ourselves as we are. That can be the opposite of trying the if this then that. Three, visualize yourself as a little kid and having a beautiful conversation of just absolute outpour of love and giving them a hug and enjoy the many, many tears that will shut down your face because it's a beautiful exercise. Four, if healthy can be a trigger word for you, try the words like nourishing or supportive. How can I support my body today was a question she mentioned and it was just brilliant. Five, we are always wanting a certain emotional outcome when we are trying to hustle towards something. And we can always get that emotional outcome now, not when we achieve a certain goal weight or when we achieve a certain goal in general. Six, learn to love the inner transformation rather than the external tangibles. Seven, judging others is only hurting yourself. Eight, find what brings you joy when you're moving your body. I love that one. Nine, Check out the books Fuck It Diet, Healthy at Every Size, and The Anti-Diet if you're wanting to learn science behind the anti-diet culture slash healthy culture that um, so many are leaning into and it's so beautiful. It makes me so happy. And 10, if you really want to freak out your perfectionism brain, post something half done. Someone will find it extremely helpful, we promise. And I'm going to throw a bonus Number 11 in here, goals do not have to be tangible. They do not have to be an external tangible thing. Internal goals, such as I want to be happier, I want to be more mindful, so on and so forth, I want to be more confident, those are just as important and just as worthy. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on the show. You guys, go check her out on Instagram. She is at bodylovewarrior. And she's just a freaking gem. I just thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on the show. Quick reminder before we wrap up, Goal Smasher is on its way. It's coming out super soon. And by the way, this is not only with tangible external goals. This is also with internal goals. That's super important. If you want to be on the list of people to hear first about Goal Smasher's release, plus receive special, special bonuses that no one else will be getting the offer for. Go ahead and hit the link in the show notes to get on the list, or you can also go to lifecoachbaker.com and it'll pop up on there. But you guys, thank you so much for listening. Go give Liz a shout out on the IG or send her a quick message saying that you listened to this episode and that hopefully it meant a lot to you or that she's just a really cool human because she is. But I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.